Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. LMFM Podcasts, brought to you with Cartmacross Cross Credit Union, where a student loan can help you finance your further education. Call to Cartmacross Cross Credit Union, O'Neill Street, or cartmacrosscu.ie. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors. The Renault Selection Used Car Event is now on. If you want to save thousands, check out this month's offers, including low APR finance, two years warranty and roadside assistance. Terms and conditions apply. You're very welcome to Friday Afternoon's Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. Straight to business, communion, confirmation season, when the weather's good and it should be for the next few months, birthday parties outdoors, the bouncy castle hiring companies are flat out. However, parents and those hiring bouncy castles are being warned about the possible safety dangers when making a booking. I'm joined on the line by Jerry Frawley. He's based in Navan and he's head of the Irish Inflatable Hirers Federation and the owner of Bounce Ireland, Dot IE. Good afternoon, Jerry. Hi, uh, good afternoon, Jerry. How are you? I'm good. Thank you very much for taking my call. What's the worry or concern, the big one here, Jerry? Uh, well, I tell you what, uh, Jerry, you're worried about Bouncing Castles being in good order and being put up in a responsible way uh, so that the children, uh, the risk to the children and the users are reduced. Uh, because uh, you need, you need. Uh, there is a European standard now called the EM one four nine six zero, and that is for bouncy castles to be as safe as possible for children. Now, most bouncy castles, there are lots of bouncy castles in the country, and lots around Drogheda in your area as well. They spend time and effort uh, getting their bouncy castle tested to comply with the insurance uh, regulate requirements and to. Uh, make sure that they're in good, pos- as good as possible order as possible. Now, there are other companies who don't bother with any of that, and what we're uh, uh, what we're asking is parents to pay particular attention and ask the company that they're hiring from to have um, use companies who have certification for their bouncy castle safety certs, and they can feel free to ask the company uh, for evidence of their safety certification. How often does that testing take place, or is is it mandatory to have it done regularly? Well, it's an annual test. Right. If you're insured, it's a, it's a requirement of your insurance policy that you get it done annually. Right. Now, here's the thing. Yes. And I want to ask you this, because we had a castle for our granddaughter in our house recently, right? And excellent. Everything was done 100% and very happy with it indeed. But on the insurance matter, when I have a bouncy castle in my back garden or whatever, what way does the insurance work? Well, here's the deal, Jerry. Uh, The insurance 
your your insurance company that hired you to Bounce Castle, they should be insured, uh, insured against them being negligent. Uh, so they should have insurance. And as I say, they will have a safety test to back up that insurance and so forth. They should also uh, warn you of, uh, advise you on the best way to use it and the best precautions to take. Uh, and I really do think to, to remind people, especially yourself and your granddaughter, that most of the accidents are caused by lack of supervision by the parents or grandparents, or even worse, mm. uh, not keeping an eye on the children and uh, following the rules laid down to them in the hire agreement with the Benson Castle Company. So they uh, must pay attention to that and mind the children not to let too many on, uh, to not to mix ages, and to have constant supervision. We always remind people that bouncing castles are not a babysitter. You don't get a bouncing castle uh, and put it in the garden and just let the kids go wild yes. and do what they want. They need supervision. Well, Jerry, that's a very good point to make, and I hope people take it on board listening today. There is a responsibility with the parents, the grandparents, whoever hires the castle to supervise and make sure during the day for the duration that everything is fine and they're there. Now, back to this. Once you hire this, you're entitled to ask for the testing certificate that that's been done and the insurance of the company hiring to you. For example, if something happens to a child, let's say they break a finger or something happens like that, who is the claim against? The person where the castle is in their garden and on their home insurance or against the policy of the hiring company? Well, usually, uh, unfortunately, they're against everybody. And that's how solicitors tend to approach these things, is my experience. And I'm no legal expert in this area. Mm. Uh, so it can be against anybody. Very often I say to people, you know, and the majority of the cases, they should sit down and write themselves this solicitor's letter because very often it's, it's the supervisor's fault. You have to remember one thing. All play has risks. If you have a back garden and no bounce of castle in it and your children are out there, they can fall, they can yeah. hurt themselves. As soon as you add toys of any sort and you add a bounce of castle, well, you naturally increase the risk. But you naturally increase the fun as well. Yes. So you've got to really think that uh, you want... The, the idea of the safety certificates is that you reduce that risk okay. as much as possible. Supervision will do that as well. So back to your question, I don't really know. It depends. If the Benson Castle company were negligent in some way and whatever they'd done led to the accident happening, well, I think then it's time. Uh, uh, it's it, it, They would be the ones. Yes. Uh, because if they're Benson Castle, say, had a wall that wasn't strong enough to retain the children or, uh, and they fell out or it wasn't hammered down properly and it blew and moved over or turned over and the kids fell out. Well, obviously then the Bouncer Castle Company would be negligent. Mm. But, but very often it's a supervisory issue. Okay, so th- this is an important point to make. Uh, basically you're saying to me, once the castle is uh, tested and is in good order and is installed, that the instructions have been given and uh, everything around that left with the person hiring the castle and uh, all that is 100% the insurance is in place, etc. If something happens, it's more or less saying it comes back to the person or persons whose premises or garden that bouncy castle is in and on their insurance. I wonder... Is it stated in many home insurances or is this area covered? Have you any experience of that or do you have to specify? Do you need public liability? I know you're not an insurance broker. I'm going to give you a good guess at it anyway. From I, I'm not an expert in this area, Jerry, but my understanding of it is 
that yes, uh, the, the, you, 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 you should inform. You can inform your bouncing castle, uh, your your home insurance uh, company that you're having a bouncing castle. They will more or less tell you that they don't cover it, uh, mostly, and they'll say go to a specific bouncing castle. Uh, company to get it covered. You'll find that very hard to do. Now, there is one company that will do it for homeowners, and I, as far as I know, they will do it to cover negligence by the homeowner. Mm. You know what I mean? So you need your own insurance yeah. as well. And so generally, uh, <clears throat> people don't bother doing that. They rely on uh, their house insurance. But their house insurance, I know, for example, uh, when there was a bad accident, uh, the people claimed off their house insurance and the house insurance did pay. Mm. Uh, but the house insurance then turned around knowing it wasn't their fault and they proceeded to sue the Banson Castle Company. Okay, so it is a so bit of a... Day, the Banson Castle Company does need insurance. Yes, okay. I understand what you're saying, but it, 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 it probably is a question for, you know, somebody uh, with expertise in the insurance yeah. area. And how do we know the law at times yeah. you don't know what way it works? You um, know what, yeah, you need to ask a thing. That's why, because we don't know we, we set up a European standard. And because we don't know uh, about, most people don't know about inflatable safety, uh, you need to see a certificate, mm. you know, to say that's in good order. You may not be a mechanic, but you'll want an NCT for your car if you're going to buy one. Yeah. Uh, if you're going to hire one, you'll presume it's in good order. The same with a Benson Castle. You're not an inflatable safety expert, but you want to see a, a, an internationally recognised certificate to say this is in good order. And we also do, say, uh, training courses for operators and uh, controllers and attendants of bounce houses. We do one every month. And uh, they come and get qualified after a day's training on the specific requirements of the uh, European safety standards with regard to their work and what they do putting up and down bounce houses. And they become um, qualified. Yeah. Now, here's something I want to ask you before we finish. We've spoken to Lyndon Nelson from Navin about the rising cost of insurance for, you know, uh, leisure centres. And we know the insurance costs are obviously rising for people in your federation as well. Are the people out there, because of the cost of insurance, actually taking a chance? Some people may be hiring castles that don't have the insurance? Yes. Uh, Linda Murray, in fact, has done great Linda work. Murray, sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, she's done wonderful, wonderful work in this area. And she's put enormous amount of energy into it. And the answer is yes. But there's always people in industries that will take a chance. And there are a certain amount of people in the Bouncy Castle industry who will take chances. But the increase in insurance, like as you say, the increase in the insurance does isolate more people economically. It makes their business uneconomically viable. And I would guess there are probably going to be more people going into that area of taking a chance because of the high rise of insurance. And we've been battling with the government, and Linda, Linda Murray will tell you, that uh, it's specific to the Republic of Ireland. If you go over the border into the UK, I had a customer on to me yesterday who was quoted for his little bands of castle business, 4,600 public liability insurance. He For, for the matter of research, he... He got on to the English company, the same company that does it here, 4,600 here, and he gave an address in Manchester because he just wanted to see. In Manchester, it cost him 480 sterling as opposed to 4,600 here. Unbelievable. That, yeah, that's unbelievable. And that's probably because of a result of our judicial system, our award system, 
our lack, uh, Linda is more of an expert in this, our lack of us uh, investigating false claims and, and, and penalising people for doing that, or prosecuting them, and also from something called the Book of Quantum, which is to do with the yes. awards that we pay out. So in, in the Republic of Ireland, it's always seen as a fat cow that you can go there and get your money, no problem, just put in a claim they want to settle. Judges are judicial systems. Something's beyond me as well. They tend to give out more. We're unique, I think, in Europe in that. Yes, way. and I have to say it's something that urgently needs looking at. Jerry, have to leave it there today. You've been great. Thank you for joining us. Thank you very much. Take care of yourself. That's Jerry Frawley there, head of the Irish Inflatable Hires Federation and owner of BounceIreland.ie. You get the message from our conversation. Do what you have to do, but make sure you check out when you're hiring and check your own insurance. Coming up next, do you remember? She was with us back in March. We have an update with young Ruby O'Kelly in a moment. Back in March, she joined me in studio. She wrote this brilliant song called You Won't Stop Me and we're going to hear it again in a while. It's all about bullying and it's from what she experienced in her own life. She's only 13 years of age and she's back on the line with me. Ruby O'Kelly, hello. Hello. You are just in from school, I hear, yes? Yeah, I am. (laughs) That's a tough old station, isn't it? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But listen, the summer holidays won't be long coming now. What year are you in? Remind me again in school. Well, I'm in first year. Ah, right. So grand. You have a big, long summer this year then? Yeah, three months. Great stuff and enjoy it. And I hope the weather's lovely for you. Well, listen, since you were here with me, there's been so much happening in your life. Tell me about the Cahirlock Award, will you? Well, the Cahirlock Award is the awards for uh, County Cavan, which is where I'm from. And... Basically, it was held in the Cavan Crystal Hotel. We went up there and I got myself dressed up and I was so happy, I was so excited. And we got like something to eat before and then the awards happened and there was different categories and I was nominated for the youth category. So they um, they gave everyone a plaque for being nominated and I was so happy with myself. I was like, oh, I got a plaque. And I had my name on it and I was like, oh my God, I'm so happy. So then they were like, okay, so the winner of each category, and they came to the youth category, my category, and they and they went, and the winner of the youth category is Ruby O'Kelly, and I was like, oh my god, and I was actually so happy. I was like, oh my god, I can't believe I won my category. <laughs> so I got like a small, like like not no, not small, like it was a big like kind of like like kind of glass kind of trophy yes. thing. So I sat back down with the trophy, and I was so happy. Everyone was looking at it. Then they said, okay, and now that we've did all the winners of the categories, we're going to do the overall winner. So I think sitting there is still fangirling over my trophy. And they're like, okay, the overall winner is Ruby O'Kelly. And I was like, oh, my God, what? I was actually, I literally almost collapsed. I was like, what? Me? I was so, so shocked. I was so happy. And I got another class trophy for getting the overall winner. Three in one. You got three on the yeah. one night and the overall winner as well. And you're yeah. one of the youngest ever winners I know yeah. of that award. Congratulations to Thank you. And you. well deserved. But have you a visit planned to see a very important man in Oris on Uchtron? Am I hearing that in Dublin? Yes, I got put down for the list for the garden party. Great. Yeah. So you're going there. When is that coming up, Ruby? Um, there's no date for it yet, but, but during I am the summer. on the list. Re- great. So you're going to meet Michael D. Higgins, the president. Yes. You've got your invite and Sabina, and you're going to have a, a lovely afternoon in the Aris as well. 
Yeah. <gasps> my, oh my, hasn't this been an incredible time with all the interviews? You've been with me, but you've been all over the country. You've been in radio and television, featured in the media. How have you fitted all this in with the school? Oh, I don't know. Like, surprisingly, I actually haven't missed a lot of days. I've only missed one or two days out of all of this. Good woman. And probably went, like, out of, like, say, like, when I was on the radio um, over the phone like this. Um, I'd have to, like, leave the school, go on the phone, then walk back into school again. OK, so you got a little bit of leeway there. Yes. Oh, great. It was easy, like, enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was but... very, like, exciting, all these, like, mm. interviews, and it was just, oh. <laughs> and, and, you know, like, you've seen it yourself, the reaction to your song, the impact yeah. it's had on so many people. I'm sure you're getting messages still from people who this song oh, yeah. really resonates with. Yeah, like, after I won the overall winner in the Cahirlock Awards, a lot of people came up to me and they're like, Ruby, you're so inspirational for writing the song. Like, my son or daughter went through bullying and this is so inspiring, you're such a great kid. And I was like, thank you so much. Like, it's so hard to explain how grateful I am for all of this. There's no words to describe how grateful and how happy I is. I, I am. Oh, sure. Listen, you should be because you have touched so many people with this song and this rolls on and on and I know you have more engagements down the road yeah. during the summer and beyond. Well, listen, we just wanted to say hello to you. Catch up today. Say hello to your mum. I haven't time to talk to her but I know she's there with you as well. We want to yeah. hear this song again and we're going to play it on Late Lunch today. Ruby O'Kelly singing You Won't Stop Me. Thanks for joining me. Keep in touch, Ruby. Thank you. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. Bye. Don't wanna face that world 
Last evening at the Monaster Voice Inn, the loud heat of Ireland's best young entrepreneur took place and the winner in each of the three categories and overall winner were revealed. And I'm delighted to say they're all with us today on Late Lunch. So let me welcome the overall winner, Orla Stafford from ISMU. She won in the best startup category as well. Connor Curley's with us from Satanta Nutrition Science to the best idea last evening. And she's back again. Yes, Evelyn Garland is here. Simply Fit Food, the best established business. And of course, the IBY coordinator for Loud, Sarah Mallon is here as well. You're all very welcome to the show. Thank you for joining me. Sarah Mallon, I'll start with yourself. Here we are again once more this year and we have the winners with us today. What about this year, the pool of talent, the ideas as strong as ever? Yes, absolutely. I mean, we're very lucky in Loud that we always seem to do really well nationally we're always up there in the number of um, applicants that we get we had 50 this year um, 18 went through we had an enterprise day and everybody came to that and then we uh, whittled it down to 18 for a two-day business boot camp and then they had intensive mentoring after that and pitch mentoring and then we got 15 through to the final but uh, no pressure in these guys. We're just saying Louth has had somebody at the national final for every year since this competition began. So I'm looking at the three here going, that's your aim. <laughs> Are you listening? Are you listening to Miss Mallon here today? She'll take nothing less than another Loud representative Absolutely. in the final again this year. But it's been great and well done to you all. Let's have a quick word with each of them and find out what they're about. Orla Stafford from ISMU. Welcome to Late Lunch and congratulations to you on winning the best uh, start... Best... Uh, what is it? I won best startup and best startup, best overall, and best overall. So you got yeah. the overall gong yeah, last night. Congratulations! Well, you didn't lick it off the ground because you come <laughs> from a dynasty of Stafford's grandfather, your dad, Joe, and now you. Yeah, it's a, it's a little line. <laughs> yeah. yeah, talk about no pressure on this one here. Tell us about Ismu, where it came from, the concept, and what it's about. Um, so Ismu, we're currently in uh, Two Lion Street, Drada, and Ismu is. Um, a traditional gelateria. So we produce uh, traditional Italian homemade gelato on site in our Drada location every single day. Um, I started the company back when I was in transition year um, and I started originally with bubble tea, um, which I trained in Germany for. So it's a fruit and juice flavour tea. Um, it's a real quirky aspect and it's a, it's a big trend over in London and other locations currently. But 
I then went and trained in Gelato and thought this one was the one for me. Where and did you train? I trained in Italy for um, the Gelato, where where they kind of know their business Mama over there. Mamma mia, no wonder you are so good. So you learn from the Italians themselves who are yeah. recognised as probably the greatest the ice best. cream makers in the world. Yeah. And you took those skills back here to the Boyne side to draw it with you. Tell them when you opened. Um, so I opened in January of 2018. Oh, come on out of that, Orla. Yeah, the, the weather that spring was horrendous. There was a method in my madness. I opened in January because I knew what was coming and I knew the on season was going to be crazy and we had the fla last year and this year. So I got the staff in early, trained up in the on off season so that when the on season hit we'd be ready to go. Ready to hit the ground. <laughs> yeah. Um what's your most popular ice cream? Um Probably with kids, it would be my unicorn flavour, which is actually the flavour I won an award for this January over in Italy at the biggest gelato trade exhibition in the world. Oh, you cheat. You uh, went over there and learned yeah. and then went back and knocked the socks <laughs> off them. Yeah. yeah so um, that was a big achievement for us for our small little business to get such big recognition. Fantastic. So unicorn is very popular. Yeah, it's a very popular And you flavor. do a range, yes. Uh, we have everything from kinders to fruit sorbets. We cater for vegan friendly and dairy free with our sorbets. Um, we kind of cross all platforms mm. our flavours So you mentioned you open in spring a soft opening with the weather you had no choice to be honest and then in comes this wonderful summer of 2018 and the flower you must have been run off your feet 16 hour days for the week Were they? Yeah it was crazy but it was the most enjoyable week and I'm looking forward to it this year again Did you ever run out of ice cream? We did, <laughs> and the pressure was on to produce it upstairs. It was it was a long period that week, but it was it was it was worthwhile. And in, if you take it down to the minute, the day. Let's talk about a day. What are your busiest times of the day? My busiest time is actually seven to nine. Funny enough, and with, in the evenings, in the evening time. Really? Yeah, I kind of studied it for the year to find that people after their dinner and after they come down for a little treat or they're out for a walk or so 7 to 9 was actually my busiest time and people kind of look at me saying you're a bit crazy opening up that late but it actually is worthwhile because there is people out there at that time Well let me tell you my granddaughter Ava arrived <laughs> into my house last night just after half 7 with the remnants of Inismu she was giving me the cone it was well cleared out I can tell you here you are gang gang she's a great fan of Ismu oh, I'm glad she loves I'm it glad. and Kieran, her dad and her mum Sarah were with her as well and they call to you regularly just a, a little connection there right you have the shop in Lawrence Street in Drogheda where to from here? Uh, so I'm relocating and opening up a new shop in Rosslare. So um, Rosslare County Wexford on the Strand. Um, people kind of look at me when I say that again. Why are you travelling two and a half hours away from your current location to open up a new location? Um, but the premises is just amazing. It's 15 metres, less than 15 metres actually from the beach. And um, the premises is double, nearly triple the size of what we have in Drada. So we can increase our product ranges, including crepes and a coffee dock. And we have a large seating area for customers. A real aspect that we are missing in Drada because when it's quiet, and when it's snowing and when it's raining mm. people don't want to buy ice cream but if we have a seating area people will be able to come inside and enjoy it in, indoors and treat themselves in that season as you well You must have some pitch in Ross Lair to go down there <laughs> that's all I'll say but beyond that maybe more plans wait and see Yeah so fingers crossed we'll keep on expanding and we have our catering business that we do external catering for weddings communions confirmations and um, commercial events as well so that's always a, another, another road that we go down. Other aspects of yeah. this business as well you know that you wouldn't think about uh, just looking at your base just the shop, in yeah. Drogheda Well congratulations to you, you overall winner and of course best start up Let's say hello to Connor Kerley. He's with us from Satanta Nutrition Science, who won for Best Idea last night. Connor, you're very welcome to Late Lunch. Thank you for joining me. It's great to see you. Um, Tell us about this business, Satanta Nutrition Science. 
what what is it? What is the idea? So Satanta exists to combine ancient wisdom with modern science and create whole food, plant-based supplements to help prevent and treat diabetes, high blood pressure and brain disorders. And Satanta is born based on my research, my clinical research um, and my expertise, which is in nutrition. You are a doctor in human nutrition and dietetics, yes. yes. So this is, is your background. Yeah. So this is a natural, a natural supplement, is that what you're saying to yeah, me? Yeah, absolutely. It's a capsule which contains whole food, plant-based ingredients, um, and we know that it's highly effective. And, and, and to summarise what you said there, you're talking about the reduction of blood sugars, which is a huge concern for so many people today, and of course the cholesterol factor, both. Yeah, and blood pressure. And blood pressure, it yeah. deals with as well. Oh my God, this seems like the panacea to so many people's issues and problems with their health. How long have you been at this? How long has this been in the developmental stage? So I came back from Australia, from working in Australia um, in January 2018 um, and started looking into my own business. And I started a Start Your Own Business course with Loud Local Enterprise Office um, and found that really beneficial in my first dip dip of my toe into the water and um, since then I, uh, I've i been working ha- part-time on the business but I, I left my full-time job lecturing um, in, in November last year so it's been four months full-time. So go fully into this? Fully into this. You have yeah. some belief in this yeah, don't you? Absolutely. absolutely. Now you're at the stage so you have this product developed yeah. now and it's in you have it there and yeah. is that it? Show me, yeah. show me the little throw me one of them into my hand here till I swallow six of them. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! So you can see it's very it's very familiar um, uh, format, very similar to a multivitamin or a capsule. Yes, but it's a capsule which contains dried plant ingredients in really specific quantities and combinations. And in that little tiny pill, there, there's a combination of stuff that if I take. How regularly or how often do I need to take this? <clears throat> so the optimal dosage would be one per meal. So one with your breakfast, one with your lunch and one with your dinner. Okay, so three a day. Three a day. And how long will I be taking them before I notice all the key m- measures in my health uh, starting to reduce? So in our preliminary clinical work, we've noticed reductions in blood sugar and blood pressure after a single meal. Um one meal with the capsule. Here, quick. Um, <laughs> I said six. Give me that till I swallowed the lot. <laughs> um, but that's the way um, nutrition works. So similarly, okay. um, you know, if you if you had a can of beer or a Big Mac, it would affect your, your body very quickly. This affects your body. The same thing. But it's important to say you take this with food. Yeah. And it's not a question of eating all the wrong things and taking the pills and that counteracts it. No. No. It's part of a healthy lifestyle. It's part lifestyle. of a healthy lifestyle. It's not a, um, a substitution, but it's a, an additive effect. So we wouldn't advise someone uh, not to exercise and not to eat healthily, but we know that's easier said than done. So where to from here? This recognition is substantial for you, yes? Absolutely, yeah. I'm delighted to be part of this process. I meet so many fantastic entrepreneurs um, and get some great guidance. Um, so the local enterprise office have been great. We've just gotten feasibility funding, which is going to allow us to um, to produce um, these capsules on a larger scale, as well as to apply for a patent. You were looking for people to take part in clinical trials? Yep. Um, My hand has just shut off. <laughs> So at the moment, I'm affiliated with Connolly Hospital in Blanchardstown and we're hoping to do a clinical trial there. Um, we haven't started it yet, but we're looking for people um, who might be interested um, to become involved. And basically what it will involve is coming in um, with no breakfast, so fasting, for a blood sample and a blood pressure test. Um, and then um, we would give people the capsules, which they would take every day for 12 weeks, and then we would simply re-measure everything. Okay, so at the blood end. Test and, blood sample. and this is for people who have high blood sugars, cholesterol issues or blood 
pressure yeah, issues. Yeah, and if they're struggling with their weight. And if I'm on medication at the moment, does that rule me out? Yeah, well, we would do a screen to make sure everybody is, in, is individually um, suitable, um, yeah. but that's that's very standard. And okay, so if I'm on cholesterol tablets or blood pressure, that does not rule me no, out of this trial. No, absolutely not. If you're in that category, you'd like to take part in this trial, the number is 85 and yep. we have that number here if you're interested. 85 Congratulations. Yeah. And anybody can contact me just by Googling me or emailing me at connorcurley at gmail.com. Brilliant. Short break. She's waiting patiently by Simply Fit Food, Evelyn Garland. Yes, the winner last night of the best established business. We're going to talk to her next. Orla Stafford from Ismu is Loud's best young entrepreneur overall winner uh, crowned last night in the Monaster Boys Inn wins best startup and the overall we've been talking to Connor Curley from Satanta Nutrition Science best idea as well and our third winner today yes she's returning to late lunch I think she wants to sit in this chair to be honest which I said to her on the way in anyway I suspect there's something Evelyn Garland is here from Simply Fit Food who last night carried off the gong for best established business Evelyn really good to see you again. Thanks for having me. Now, this is your third year. The first year you were there, you took part, but nothing happened. Yeah. Last year, what did you win last year? Last year we won the same category as Orla, so we won okay. um, best startup Start and up. overall winner. And you were overall winner. Yeah. And you went back for more. <laughs> what does that say about this process then? It it just basically streamlines your whole business for the next five years and it gives you a lot of focus um, in a very short period of time. So because IBYE structured around a, a, um, a date of when you have to have your business plan and pitch submitted by, it gives you a lot more focus. So if even if you've had a previous business plan beforehand, you can just strip everything out and start from the beginning or build on that. And it's just basically like a stepping stone, a guide map nearly um, for your business for the next few months or years, depending on what way you want to structure it. Well, Simply Fit Food, yourself and Luke, have metamorphosed yeah. how many times? You have a number of times even yeah. already, haven't yeah. you? yeah. What are you doing now? What What's the, 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 the now the core of your business? So previously we were, as most of your listeners would know, an online healthy meal delivery company and that would have been at a nationwide level. Now we've actually completely flipped the lid and now we're solely a health food brand in nationwide retailers um, and UK from the early 2020. So it really has come full circle. Um, we kind of know what a scalable business model is now that we've been through the hardship of trying to establish ourselves, trying to get our customers on board. Now we know who we're targeting, we know what our product is, we know where our niche lies um, and that's through retail. So basically what we're doing now at the moment is providing a healthy range of ready meals um, and they're available throughout Dunn stores, Apple Green as of this week, nationwide, Super Valley Centra um, and a couple of other retailers who you'll see on our social media. My God, <laughs> you really have established such a such a network in a very yeah. tough category and a tough Extremely. business area to make it. I remember when you came in first and you were going to cook dinners for everybody in the world from this one little place. Smelling like chicken curry. That? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> Sitting here smelling like a chicken curry. <laughs> Come straight from the kitchen. Yeah, I'll never forget that. <laughs> it was great. Like. But, look, but you have to do that like to get to where we are, we are today yes. and you have to go through the hardships. So. Can you say any more about the UK thing 2020? You have uh, we, we have a number of retailers on board um, with a new snack line and overnight oats breakfast option that we're launching later this year in Irish retailers and in the UK in 2020. I can't say the name okay, just yet. I'm just, I'm just trying to get an excuse <laughs> for the today. I know, I know, I understand. But look at you really have learned so much. You've uh, ducked and weaved, etc., mm-hmm. in terms of the business model. Yeah. Do you feel now you are where you ultimately wanted to be to be successful? 
Um, well, we are going to be a global health food brand. It's just going to take another year or two Ooh. to get to there. So we're on the right track now. It just took us two years to get to that stage. But without those two years, we wouldn't be where we are today. Mm. I think, um, I know I, I mentioned before in the show, we were previously cooking ourselves. Now we've outsourced production, which means that all of our focus is on sales, marketing and creating new product development, which is extremely important to the continuation of our brand and introducing new products and new categories within retail. And I suppose if we had have just gone and jumped straight into somebody producing our product for us, I was only saying to Luke last night, we wouldn't be at this now still mm, mm. so you need the hardship you need I think um, Rob Meyer who was our mentor a brilliant mentor for the whole of IBYE touched on a really important um, note last night whereas you're going to fail more times than you succeed and we have definitely failed way more times than we succeed and although social media doesn't look like it guarantee you we have definitely failed more times than we have succeeded but those failures we look at as learning curves and without them you wouldn't progress. You're going to be an international brand you say that is, yeah. the, is the goal you're aiming for. You're producing and making what you do here in Ireland at the moment. Yeah, here, yeah. That may have to shift. You, you may have to produce in other parts of the world as well. Yeah so because our products are so fresh we don't use any additives or preservatives on our meals um, we will probably look at exporting our manufacturing company to another, com- like another company within the UK or the mm. UAE which are our next target markets in regards to the snack line because they are a healthy natural product with no additives and preservatives we use nut um, and seed based products they can last for up to three weeks without adding anything so jewelry isn't a gift you give just once it's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it blue nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. They can be exported okay. and that's where the jobs will be created within Ireland. You're having a wellness weekend. Better mention that. Oh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> I forgot to mention that. Yeah, we are. That's taking place um, next May the 11th at half 11 in Sean Gilroy Fitness and it'll be basically a great way for people to get sweaty enjoy some healthy food with the guys from Five Good Things in Drada um, Keith Arnold the PT from Sean Gilroy will be doing a hit session there'll be goodie bags um, a Q&A and all things health, nutrition and positive mindset so tickets you can get them on Eventbrite from our Facebook page or our, our Instagram That's Sean Kilroy Greenhills Drada yeah. his place there best of luck to you with that one you. Sarah Mallon you're sitting there like a, a, a proud MD of a company looking at your fledglings here all waxing lyrical about their success it's marvellous isn't it 
Absolutely. I have to say, this is one of the projects that I love working on the best because you can see how people progress. Obviously, I've worked with Evelyn now for three years, but just I say this every time I'm into you, Jerry, their energy, their enthusiasm. Yeah, yeah I feel the age profile. I'm sitting here like a proud mother looking at them. Going, I know, didn't but, like to say that. I, I called you an I MD of a company, which I look into <laughs> you as. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like It is fantastic. And, and these are the winners and there were runners up and there were other participants as well. And everybody that the well of talent is amazing, isn't it? It is. And they've been through a lot. I mean, I was acknowledging this last night, basically five and a half weeks ago, you know, they, they just started the whole process. At the end of that, they've been through so much, a business plan, pitching, mentoring. It's a lot. I was just saying they had to submit their business plans on Easter Sunday, which is quite cruel, but that was just the way the timing had to be. So they've undergone a lot in the last five and a half mm. weeks. And there's for these three, there's a lot of work ahead of them before the next stage. Yeah, regional, regional final is June 12th in the Newmore Hotel, where the Louth, Meath, Cavan and Monaghan winners in each of the categories compete to go to the national final. That's it, yeah. So they'll have to go through all this again. So the winners <laughs> in each category will be up against... Uh, the different people in different counties and then from that there'll be one winner pitched in each cat- or picked in each category and they'll go through to regional finals in Google headquarters in September. Oh brilliant what a, what a prospect that is we're back to you for a moment Connor Kerley this uh, offer of a clinical trial again will you just mention how people can get in touch with you to become involved? Absolutely so we're looking for people who are overweight uh, struggling with their weight, struggling with their blood sugars, their blood pressure um, to get in touch so um, they can contact me by email which is connorcurley at gmail.com or by mobile which is 85 And we have those details off our usual numbers here at LMFM Radio. Would you take me, I'll talk to you next week about it. It's something I'd love to do. Absolutely. It's a very simple process. At the start of the research we'll take a simple blood test and measure your blood pressure. We will provide you with some capsules for 12 weeks. At the end of the 12 weeks we'll simply just measure your blood pressure and your blood sugar. Okay, I'm going to talk to you about that for sure next week. And ice cream seven days a week at Ismu, yes? Seven days a week, 11 to 9 every day. (laughs) (laughs) There's never a break for this woman. And uh, we heard all about Simply Fit and the plans on this big weekend coming up on May the 11th as well, the wellness weekend. It's a pleasure to be in your company on this uh, radio show this afternoon. You're great people, great young people. Best wishes to you all at the next step and please God, you'll go all the way. Somebody here today will go all the way and represent the Wheat County. But for the moment, a big thank you to Orla Stafford from ISMU, the overall winner, to Connor Curley, Satanti Nutrition Science, Best Idea and Best Established, Evelyn Garland and Luke, of course, Luke Judge from Simply Fit Food. I better give him a mention. And the wonderful, yes, the wonderful, she's always with us on this journey, Sarah Mallon. I BYE coordinator for Loud. Thank you all Thank indeed. You. Thank you very much. Thank you, Jerry. Good morning. Well, it's raining. Everything you've ever said. Yeah. This morning, the way it's falling. Nothing's landing on my head. Hey, there's a cloud. Gray, the lining it shed. And can't touch my day. The International Day of the Midwife on Sunday and they're celebrating at Our Lady of Lourdes Hospital where I dropped in for a chat with midwives. Gronya Millen is Director of Midwifery and I began by asking her why it's important to mark the day. 
Jerry, we celebrate this day because midwifery is a unique profession. And uh, I think sometimes the public um, confuse nurses and midwives. Um, but it is a very unique profession. And it's actually signed into law that it's a completely different profession than nursing. And we have the unique opportunity to... A midwife um, definition really is to be with women. Um, and that's what we do. We um, are in the new, unique, I suppose, position of being able to take a woman through from booking all the way through her antenatal care, through her labour and into the postnatal um, care of the mother and baby um, as midwives alone. I mean, we also uh, we work very closely with our consultant and obstetric colleagues, but we are able to do all the care for the, mid, for the, the woman and her baby from initial booking all the way through to postnatal. So it's important, I suppose, to raise awareness with the community. Um, it's important to um, celebrate the profession um, and, I suppose, to get it out there that that is what we do here. And I suppose we're in a unique position in the northeast to have only two of the MLUs in the whole country. So that's midwifery-led units. Um, and as part of the strategy, um, the, the national maternity strategy, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to promote midwifery care. And we have our own midfield unit here. Um, and again, in that position, we have women who are of low risk who can book and have midwifery care the whole way through. Now, in our consultant-led uh, units and our consultant-led care, midwives can do the booking and work in collaboration with their consultant colleagues. And we also have low-risk women attending our consultant-led units as well. And we provide a service where um, we have birthing pools. We have unique opportunity, I suppose, to uh, go through the whole um, range of activities from antenatal education through breastfeeding, um, all offered by our midwives. And the other thing about this hospital that's unique, if you ask anybody historically and even to today, where were you born? the Lourdes Hospital in Drogheda because you are the one maternity unit for this region. Yes, absolutely. We cover all of Monaghan, um, Louth, Meath and North County Dublin as well. And, you know, in relation to the well-known Dublin hospitals as well, you know, you always hear about the Rotunda and the Coombe, etc. But what a first for you here this year, the first baby of 2019. Yes, we were very, very lucky to have the first baby born in the whole of the country um, in 2019. Two seconds after midnight, one second ahead of the Coombe. So we're actually celebrating that uh, birth uh, next week as well, um, where we have the parents coming in for just a little presentation to mark the, the occasion. And today you have many of your midwives here at the foyer of the hospital. The main entrance here is people come and go. And if you wanted to know how busy this place is, well, my, oh, my, just come here for a few moments. Anyway, you have a range of people with skills here that we're going to talk to now. Yeah, well, we are lucky. We've actually, uh, in collaboration with the RCSI Hospital Group, we've had a number of new positions um, into the hospital. We've um, got a new uh, CMS lactation post approved. We've got a clinical midwife specialist, that is CMS, uh, CMS, another ultrasound Post. We have a perinatal mental health midwife. Um, so we have a lot of posts that have been approved in conjunction with rolling out the strategy to the community. We have a model of care midwifery post as well. And we're hoping to extend our positions out into the community because part of the strategy is normalising the whole of the midwifery profession. So our women that are on the postnatal ward, we're hoping to start an early transfer home scheme where our midwives would go out into the community and, and care for them in their homes. Now we have that for our midwifery-led unit at the moment, but we're trying to roll it out to our consultant 
med unit as well. We also have a, a perinatal, um, I mentioned perinatal mental health post. In conjunction with that post, we're rolling out a new initiative called Birth Reflections Clinic. And that is for any woman who's had a baby here in our maternity unit. We want to know their experience because it's very important for the feedback for our women so that we can improve our services. So we're introducing a new birth reflections. And that's not just for women who say who've had maybe complications of pregnancy. Of course, they we're very interested to hear from them. But also the women who've had what we would term kind of normal births where they've had no complications to tell us what was good about what happened so that we can you know improve all the time within our services so we have a lot of initiatives um, that are coming up and it's a very very exciting time for the women in the northeast because we're also rolling out a booking clinic in Navan now what we have done in the past is a return clinic in Navan but we're actually going to roll out a booking clinic in Navan as well um, we hope before the end of this year to have routine anomaly scanning now that's a big um, I suppose it's it's a big concern for our women here we don't offer routine anomaly scanning at the moment as most of the other maternity units in the country do but we're working very hard and we're really close hopefully before the end of the year and possibly you know uh, in the second quarter we'll have uh, routine anomaly scanning for all women attending the unit my word I'm nearly out of breath listening to you there with all that's going on (laughs) and it's only right lots of exciting things that you do mark this international day of the midwife Grania Millen director thank you indeed for inviting me here today and I'm going to meet some of your crew who are standing by here thanks absolutely some wonderful midwives who will be talking to you now about the services they provide within the unit who have I here hello Jerry my name is Cathy I'm one of the midwives in the midwifery led unit Um, very privileged position to hold in the midwifery led unit fantastic service that we've provided uh, that opened in 2005 Um, uh, to date we've got 3,862 births so it's fantastic for the mothers it's given them choice continuity of cure we would see them in their antenatal period and follow them through to labour and look after them for seven days postnatally out in the community we go out to visit them we ring them every day a lot of mothers are just absolutely delighted with the service because it's a holistic cure that we provide as an opposed to a medical approach a lot of the midwives on the unit um, actually have the examination of the newborn course so we would actually do um, the baby check prior to going home instead of the doctor doing it some of the midwives in labour um, have assisted with mothers with hypnobirthing um, two of our midwives are qualified um, hypnobirthers and there's uh, two midwives have done aromatherapy and helped use that for mothers in pregnancy and in the labour process so fantastic service that we provide and we're all very very proud of the service we've actually had women um, I remember recently maybe last year a woman sent an email from Malta looking to know could she access her service so unfortunately she was out of our catchment area but um, brilliant partners love it they're they're involved in the whole antenatal process with the mothers in the labour so it's a whole family unit um, so it is even with mothers who don't want to go home um, to be discharged into the community because they feel it's like a hotel service we, we provide they're delighted with their care so every mother's different some women like to go home after six hours having their baby some mothers stay 24 hours and it's fantastic to know that we're there 24 7 ringing them every day on the phone and if they have any concerns we're always on the other side of the phone and, and reiterate that so they know they've always somebody on call. What a change from the historic situation where many moons ago you went to a doctor you were expecting a baby and he handled your care through. Mm-hmm. Then, of course, the obstetrician qualified. Now, here we have nurses leading the way. Do you feel privileged to be in this position? Very privileged, very privileged. And mothers, you find when they have their baby with us, can't wait to come back to see us again. We're their friend now. We're, we're a midwife. We're a friend. We've that trust and relationship that, that we've had mothers that have had four babies with us and with their photographs up in the unit 
it and it's lovely and the environment that they deliver in is just so friendly so welcoming and we're so proud of that we are the only one of there's two units um, in the northeast, and we're very proud of that thanks Cathy Adrian Brady hello hi I'm one of the clinical placement coordinators for the student midwives who come from DKIT in Dundalk to do their training here in the hospital uh, there's two courses available at the minute there's a direct entry midwifery course that takes students from their leaving cert or as mature students and then there's also a postgraduate course that takes qualified nurses who decide to retrain to be midwives and that's a little bit shorter course uh, but they all come here to Drogheda. We also have our interns who's part of direct entry programme and they work as nine months here when they're finished their academic training to do their actual practical training before they actually qualify. Adrian can I ask you this you talk about intake and um, midwifery as a career is it still female dominated? It is still female dominated. We have had male midwives qualified and also up in our Dublin hospitals they would have. Um, however, now I was talking to a few transition year students in the last couple of months, so there were a couple of um, male interests there. Men more and more coming into the profession and yeah. welcomed. And welcomed. And good midwives. Yeah, because, well, yeah, and because the dads are there at the deliveries now as well, so I'm sure when you had your babies, I'm not sure if you were actually present or not. I was banned. I just remember eating three takeaways on the first. It took that long. And I think one on the second. That's my gauge of my children arriving. How about that? Adrian, thanks very much. Nice to talk to you. Who's next? Hi, Fiona is my name and I work in maternity clinic, in the antenatal clinic. And we have introduced some quality initiatives over this year. And I introduced one from the beginning of January on smoking and pregnancy. And the aim of the quality initiative is just to reduce the amount of women who are smoking in pregnancy because of the risks of premature labour, um, small babies, high blood pressure um, and it is really just to educate the women on the risks of smoking in pregnancy. So what we have done is all women who smoke currently or have smoked in the previous two weeks before they come for their booking, we do carbon monoxide testing on them which is a breath test in the clinic and it shows then the amount of carbon monoxide in their system and the amount that is going through to their unborn baby and we do it in a non-threatening way we do it in a very supportive way non-judgmentally we're there as an aid to assist women to help them give up smoking and all women then are referred to smoking cessation Um, It has been very successful. Women are very um, uh, unaware of the effects of smoking when they come in and when they see the result, some of them are quite shocked, but we're there to support them, we're there to help them. And last year we would have recommended uh, 49 women to smoke in cessation. This year so far, that was in the whole year, this year so far we have sent 119 women and so far 40% of them have completely given up smoking. That's terrific, isn't it? So it's been very successful, yeah. yeah. And again, it is in a non-judgmental way because it's a habit that's very hard to give up and we're there to help them and support them. We're not there to judge them. Terrific. Yeah, well done yeah, to you. Yeah. That really gives great heart, doesn't it? Yes, and encouragement, and I'm sure, successful. to you as well. Yes, yeah, it's very successful to date. And in the long-term effects now will be seen later on you know, with you know bigger babies and less high-risk pregnancies. Fiona, thank you so much thank indeed. You, thank, thank you, thank you. Brenda Peeper Callan, hello. We're familiar with you because each year, for a number of years, you've been with us on Late Lunch and talking about... Breastfeeding. Yes, and you're here today to tell me more. 
Yes, I'm going to talk about breastfeeding in the context of the midwife, and the midwife is an advocate for women and for families in the community as well in promoting, supporting and protecting breastfeeding. So I guess here at the hospital, all my colleagues have mentioned their new initiatives, and we too in Parentcraft, in our breastfeeding support, we're looking at, you know, bridging the gap between community and hospital. We've been very engaged with the travelling community and, you know, took part in the peer support for the travelling community initiative to get travellers back breastfeeding again as well. Within the hospital we're organising and have organised um, a breastfeeding support group for all women to come into as a drop-in service so nobody has to book but we would like them to turn up and it's well advertised in the hospital. And generally we're working hard to include everybody in the, in the support network. Fantastic. Like, you know, when, when you hear all that's happening here, and this is just a mere sample of, of, of the amount of people who are here behind the scenes in this unit and all the great work that's going on. You've been here a while. It must be really exciting. And what does this International Day of the Midwife mean to you, Brenda? I think, it's one of my colleagues said, it's a privileged position to be in, to be so close to a woman, to be so involved in a family and to be her advocate and to recognise that and value my role. Um, also, in being here so long, I guess I look at how you can expand the role and develop it a bit as well. So we're looking around certain issues around tongue tie. So there are challenges we've met and we're very supportive by our manager, who you've already interviewed as well. So we're working along those lines because there. We're meeting the needs of women because the government want women to breastfeed for six months and up to two years. And if they're going to meet challenges, we need to know what some of them could be and are and to address those challenges. So we're looking around developing tongue tie and we've, we've certainly um, developed our own skills in recognising and supporting women better. And maybe in the future we'll be the first hospital to provide a service for tongue tie release. You are making progress. It, it's, it's, you know, it's in increments, isn't it, that yeah. you're making progress year yeah. on year. You know, and you're happy with that and you can see that. Yeah. It's tangible. Well, change always takes time yes. and nothing happens quick. And I think, um, in fact, if it happened too fast, we won't learn from it. So it's better that it happens in an incremental phase because we can all move along with it as well and support each other. Excited to be part of the International Day of the Midwife. Brenda Peeper-Callan, thank, thank you, you very so much, much Jerry. for joining me thank today. You. Thanks thank a million. Deirdre Healy joins me next to tell me what she does here. I'm one of the managers on the labour ward in the consultant-led care area of uh, our, our Lady of Lourdes Hospital. Um, so I'm one of many managers and um, we look after women that have consultant-led care. Um, so I, I suppose we look after the women that may have developed problems in their pregnancies or may be at risk of developing problems in their pregnancies. And while they do develop problems, we try to keep things as normal as possible for them within reason you know so um, we're all midwives we're all highly trained and uh, we are with women essentially and we like to be with the women and to provide as good a birth choice for them as possible when you're in there new life coming into the world special for every mom and dad as well and midwife and midwife <laughs> yeah that's what I was going to say yeah. to you you know that you, you you are at so many deliveries but is everyone special to you oh it's all it's amazing you couldn't you wouldn't get it anywhere else it's an amazing job you know um, you, you, you'd never you'd never be able to describe it to anybody um, it's just such a an emotional time for the parents for the midwives it's such a scary time for the parents and for the midwives you know we're at the hard face of it all the time and so many things have the potential to go wrong but yet so many things go right so regularly it's just it's it's a wonderful experience yeah you just it's lovely to do it every day Uh, so the emotions you take them on board when you're in there it's impossible not to oh if you heard us outside the room you'd understand we get more excited sometimes than the parents but the that's the thing that people don't realise and you touched on it there it is a wonderful time and in the vast majority of cases it goes along smoothly in that as well yeah, absolutely. but like anything else 
there's a, a tiny part of risk involved. We always have to be aware of that. Yeah, it's always in the back of our head and we're ready. You know, we're ready yes. when things go yeah. wrong. And But uh, we try to keep it as normal as possible. Like, we offer lots of different um, birth choices within the consultant-led care. Like, we have a birthing pool as well. You know, we have uh, portable monitoring for the women. We have lots of things that can facilitate them, you know, to try to keep things normal for them if that's what they want. You know, um, it's all about a healthy mum and a healthy baby. So, you know, we're all striving to achieve that. You love your job. I love my job, yeah. I don't love it in the middle of the night at 3am when I'm hanging, but um, we do. I do love it, yeah, I do. I, I couldn't see myself doing anything else. And the shifts, part and parcel, sure, it has its 24-hour. Babies don't decide we'll come at 9 no, to 5. they don't come 9 to 5. They come all the time, yeah. so we've got to be ready for them, yeah. Great stuff. Lovely to talk to you today, Deirdre. Thanks so much for joining us on this special feature on the International Day of the Midwife. I'm back to end where I began. Yes, Grania, you have some team here. Oh, we have a fantastic team, Jerry. And the thing about it is, you know, our team are so motivated, they're so committed, and they're so compassionate and caring in, in what they do. And I suppose to celebrate that um, today, obviously, we are, we're here with our stands and promoting all things midwifery. But tomorrow, actually, for the first year, um, we've decided to have um, a, an award ceremony for the staff, uh, voted by their colleagues, under the themes of care, compassion and commitment. And it's the staff um, nominating other staff that show those values. The theme of this year is uh, Midwives Defenders of Women's Rights. So when we thought of the theme, we thought about superheroes. So a number of the staff are actually dressing up as superheroes. And we're going to have a little bit of fun around that. Because really, that's what midwives are. They are, as far as I'm concerned, they're superheroes. And we are defenders of women's rights. But we like to give back to the community every year. And we do a fundraising bake sale. We're actually fundraising for a little girl called Odie. And Odie has cerebral palsy and um, Odie needs surgery in America. And in actual fact, Odie's mum, Joan, was a student midwife here. So that's why we've picked that charity this year. And we're working in collaboration with um, DKIT, uh, which is our um, educational link. And together we're fundraising for, for Odie. So we give a lot, but you know we are part of a community and the hospital is part of a community. And we want to give back to that community that supports us um, as well. So we'd like our women not to go to the likes of the Rotunda or or any of those big Dublin hospitals impersonal, although I did work in the Coombe for many years, so I'd be killed for saying that. Um, but it's much more of a family here, it's much more of a community in the local in the local unit. So we're delighted to be able to be here today. We're delighted that you've come to talk to us because I suppose it is about raising awareness. I, I can't you know ignore the fact that a lot of media attention recently has been negative towards maternity services, and we just want to maybe just turn the table a little bit and promote what we do here in our Lady of Hospital I'm just standing here and thinking of the superhero theme and looking at you in the Wonder Woman outfit. Oh, so I think you should come in that. You're I'm not all... sure where you saw that because it's hanging up in the back of my door of my office. Did somebody give you a tip no, off no, my no, Wonder no, Woman costume? It just crossed my mind here as we were talking a moment ago. Yes. Anyway, you're all Wonder Women and men as well, superheroes yeah. in what you do. Thank you for inviting me here and just to say again, thank you to all your staff and yourself for what you do for so many people. It is a very special time and it is right to mark the International Day of the Midwife, which is actually happening on Sunday, I will tell you. The 5th of May is the day. Continued success to you, Grania Millen, Director of Midwifery here and your team. Thank you so much, Jerry. 
600 shillings is the answer. Well done to all of you who got that one right and going along to see the three tenors and the Riverdance troupe at the Carrickdale Hotel this bank holiday Sunday is Peter Hughes. Well done to you, Peter. Enjoy. Now, back to yesterday and the launch of Fla Kjolna Heron in Drogheda coming to the Boyne side in August. And I was there and I met the man synonymous with the wagon wheel. Nathan Carter is in Drogheda for the launch of Fla Kjolna Heron. You grew up with the fly, didn't you, and competed? Yeah, it's probably a bit unusual to hear people uh, to hear me say this, but yeah, I, I've been involved in All Island Flyers since I was five years old, and I was a member of the Liverpool Cultus branch. I uh, played in the Liverpool Cayley Band for many years, so I competed in uh, a piano accordion and piano uh, in Lilton, and, and I actually won an All Island Flyer in 2005 as a traditional singing, so. Um, a lot of people know me for country stuff, but I, I've grew, grown up with, with a lot of trad and a lot of folk music. So, Was that important to you, living in Liverpool and being away from Ireland? Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely, within my family, it, it was hammered into us to keep up the Irish culture and the Irish music. And uh, I was sent to Liverpool Irish Centre from when I was four years old to, to learn music. So it's, it's been a huge part of my childhood growing up. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm very honoured to be invited to the FLA this year to play our own gig at the Dome. You know, it's, it's, it's going to be a big, big gig for us. And for children today, you know, who have stars in their eyes and they all want to be Nathan Carters and make it a big time, is it important to say to them, look at music like this, starting with Irish music, competing in the FLA, is a great stepping stone? Without a doubt, and to be honest, uh, I think it's an amazing way of, of meeting people and getting a lot of experience. Uh, I, I've met uh, so many friends through traditional music and through coming to flowers and, and performing since, you know. So I would urge any children getting into music to definitely come along to the flower and uh, take part and see what it's all about. You do know last year in Drogheda it was magnificent, really yeah. showing the town at its finest. And again this sure. year, it's going to be even better. I'm, I've no doubt about it. I heard amazing things about last year. So, you know, as I say, I'm only honoured to be a very small part of what promises to be a, a, one of the best flowers to date this year in Drogheda. It's going to be great fun. You're a man who's always on the road and uh, never really settling down to stay in any one place. I love the uh, living with Lucy. Oh, cheers, yeah, yeah. That was great fun. Now, uh, Lucy came on the road with us in, in Scotland and in Liverpool for a week, and uh, she was great fun. She's uh, always up to mischief, you know. That's one hell of a bus you live out of. <laughs> yeah, it gets a bit cramped every now and again, yeah, for sure. So, uh, touring, I see you have an extensive array of dates, and actually, you're performing close by here over this coming bank holiday weekend because you're heading to Inneskeen and the Country Fest. I am, yeah. We've done it the last four years and uh, delighted to be invited back this year again. Uh, myself, my band, and there's a, a, another young lad, Barry Kerwin, who's on with his own band. His, uh, his father would be very well-known, Dominic. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're on Inneskeen uh, this Saturday night and looking forward to it. It's always a, a great event and massive dance floor, lots of seating for everyone. So, you know, hopefully people will come along and enjoy themselves. And again, back to Drogheda, summertime, August, the FLA, Nathan Carter headlining the Dome. Uh, tickets, I'm sure they'll be snapped up. I hope so. It promises to be a great night. I mean, obviously, we're, we're known for a lot of country stuff, but on that night, we'll be doing the country plus a, a bit of trad. And I, I know a few musicians from the town, traditional musicians that are going to come and join me on the gig. And uh, it promises to be a bit of something a bit different. And I'd say we're really looking forward to being a, a small part of one of the biggest FLAs to date. Nathan, thanks very much. Good luck to you and looking forward to seeing you in August. Cheers. Thank you.
Great buzz about the place yesterday and Drogheda looking forward to hosting the flag again this August. Should be wonderful. All we need is the weather. Up next on Late Lunch, as is our want each Friday, I'll be joined by Leon Blanche from Boyle Sports to look ahead at some of the big sport happening at home and abroad this weekend. Friday afternoon, late lunch to finish the show. As usual, we look ahead to the big action in sport at the weekend. And it's soccer all the way this week with the communications manager from Boyle Sports, Leon Blanche. Good afternoon, Leon. Good afternoon, Jerry. How are you? I'm very good. Thank you for uh, joining us again today. Let's begin at Oriel Park this evening. Dundalk in great form. Derry City, the visitors. Yeah, look, Dundalk are absolutely flying, as you rightly said. They're 15 out of 15. They've won the last five in the league. And they've really put themselves back into contention. As well, I think we all knew, they just had a bit of a slow start. But they certainly have responded and, and responded very well. They're the overwhelming favourites at 4-9. to nine. They're at home. Very good win away from home against Waterford last time out, winning 3-0. Derry are the visitors. They're as big as 7-1. to one, And the draw here is 16-5. I'm sure Vinnie Perth will be hoping that the Lily Whites can make it. Six wins from six in the Premier Division. Now, down the road at United Park, it's a big night for Drogheda in the first division. They had a fine win in Cove last week and the young strikers are really starting to click in. But tonight, it's league leaders Longford and if Drogheda were to win this, they'd certainly be right back in the mix. Oh, they certainly would. Look, they're currently four points behind Longford. Two of the form teams actually in the first division. Drogheda have taken 10 points from 15. Longford have taken 13 from 15 and that's why they sit up at the top of the table. They had a good, solid victory. Longford beating Limerick 1-0. But Drogheda at home should be a decent crowd. Drogheda 7-5. The draw is 12-5. And Longford are 13-8. But it's a massive chance, Jerry, for Drogheda to really close the gap. A home win here would put them on 20 points. Only one off Longford. So here's hoping Drogheda can get a much-needed victory against the league leaders. Now let's swing across the water to the Premier League and just two weekends to go and my, oh my, what a championship race, Leon, between two sides, just two in it and there has been just for a while now, uh, Liverpool and Manchester City. City first, they're at home to Leicester now, the Brendan Rodgers factor. <laughs> yeah, look, Jerry, um, he, he nearly won the league for Liverpool five years ago in 2014 when, of course, they finished second to Manchester City. So maybe he'll finish the job that he started five years ago and get that all-important draw. That's all Liverpool need should um, they maintain their winning run. But both sides deserve an awful lot of credit for how well they've performed under serious pressure. Leicester are 16-1 to to beat Man City, who are 1-6. to And the draw is 13-2. to I'm sure every Liverpool fan up and down the country would be celebrating Brendan Rodgers if he could get a point at the Etihad on Monday night. And let's not forget, Leicester are one of the teams that have already beaten Man City in the league this year. And the one thing you'll see from Leicester is they're in a great run of form themselves. They're trying to finish seventh to qualify for the Europa League. But they'll have a go. They'll attack Man City. Not like Burnley, who just tried to get a nil-all draw. Leicester will actually have a go. I'm really looking forward to this game on Monday evening. Now, before that, Liverpool can go back top, but they have a tricky one. And again, it's another past manager, Rafa Benitez, in charge of Newcastle. I know. It's, it's, it's amazing how it's worked out. As you rightly said, another past manager who again finished second in the Premier League. That time it was behind Manchester United. He, of course, won the Champions League for Liverpool in his first year in charge. But I think Newcastle, they're safe. They don't have an awful lot to play for. 
It is their last home game of the season. And I'm sure Liverpool fans will be hoping Newcastle will have a go, come out and try and give their fans something to cheer about in the last game. But they're massive underdogs, not as big as Leicester. They're 16-1. to 1. Liverpool are 4-11. to 11, And the draw here, just under 4-1 to 1 at 15-4. to 4. I actually think, Jerry, the way Liverpool are playing, even though the Champions League was a bad result for them, they created so many chances. I think Liverpool are capable of going up to St James's Park and coming away with a victory. Now, just before we finish, let's skip on because the the action is relentless at this time of the year, the business end of the season all round. And Liverpool are in action against Barcelona next Tuesday at Anfield, 3-0 down, Leon. They didn't deserve a 3-0 beating, but surely the tie is over. It looks to be, Jerry. but the one thing I would say, and I've done, I've looked back at Barcelona's away form in the Champions League, and they've suffered some pretty heavy defeats. They lost 4-0 against PSG. They lost 4-0 against Roma. They haven't scored in their last three away games in the Champions League. So look, there's a little bit of glimmer, but I think you're right. They needed that away goal. Liverpool are 10 to one to qualify. They're 20 to one to win the Champions League. Barcelona are the 5-2-1 favourites for Tuesday night's game. No surprise to see Liverpool as the favourites to win at home at 20-21. to And I think Liverpool will win, but it's just whether they can keep a clean sheet. And it's not easy when you've got the best player in the world, Lionel Messi, against you. You've also got Luis Suarez and Phil Coutinho coming back to Anfield. So look, it's going to be a tremendous occasion, but I'd love to see Liverpool score in the first 10 or 15 minutes just to see how good Barcelona's mental strength is if they go one behind quite early in the match. Then on Wednesday, Tottenham go to Ajax. They lost 1-0 in London. They lost players during the game. Son was suspended. Harry Kane, it's rumoured, may even be back on the bench for Wednesday. You'd have to give them some chance. Oh, look, you would give them a chance. I mean, whether Harry Kane, even if he sits on the bench, it seems to me as if they're trying to rush him back. Everybody was talking about if they got to the Champions League final on the first Saturday in June. He'd, he'd be okay for that. We're only in the first week of May, so it does look as if they're trying to rush him back. I think having Son back, who was suspended for the first leg, he'll be a massive player for Spurs. But Ajax, they're a very young team. It's, it's, you know, it's going back to when Dutch football was really at, at the top of European uh, football. This Ajax side, they're fantastic. Whether they keep a hold of all these players is another matter. But Ajax, they are the favourites at home at 23-20. to 20. Spurs are a little over 2-1 to one at 21-10. to 10, And the draw here is 13-5. to 5. It'd be great to see at least one um, English Premier League side in the Champions League final. And definitely, you'd have to say Spurs would have the better chance over Liverpool. Leon, thank you so much as usual. We'll talk to you next weekend and appreciate you joining us every Friday. All the best, Jerry. Yes, more sport with Leon Blanche uh, this day week. Uh, Louise, women who drink two cups of tea per day are more likely to live longer. You don't drink tea, do you? No, I haven't drank tea in ages. Coffee. You're so a coffee that's woman. Me, dead but, and buried. But she plies me with cups and cups. See, of I'm tea looking after your health. Every, every day. Do I have Drive to stick mad, to, do I have to, stick to two? I'm just reading this though here. Drinking two cups. Should I not? I should just stick to two, should I? Mm, yeah, it says an average of two cups. Yeah, but forget about the cups of What's tea. What's my average? About four? Five? I'd say so, yeah. But it's the flavonoids, Jerry. And it's the good news is. The flavonoids are also found in red wine. Right. Okay, but I'd say again, you know, you'd ha- you couldn't be drinking bottles of it. You'd probably be drinking maybe a glass or well, two a day. Anyway, since Louise came here as producer of Late Lunch, my tea intake mm-hmm. 
has gone through the roof. Fair yeah, to you say. say you're going to live to She's my Mrs. Doyle. She's my Mrs. Doyle because every time she goes down to the kitchen, she says, Ah, oh, you will, you will, you will, you will. It's my get out of work clothes. <laughs> I'm off. <laughs> anyway, she's great. I love her for it. Big thank you to all our guests who joined us on Late Lunch this week. Thanks a million. Really appreciate it to you, our listeners who join us every day. We do love to have you listening to your radio wherever you are, or the app, or online as well. Take care of yourselves this weekend. Have a lovely bank holiday. The weather's not be too bad. A little bit chilly, maybe, but dry and uh, enjoy it. And do come back and join us for a new week of Late Lunch Tuesday. Yes, we'll be back at half one. And again, a big thank you to my producer, Louise Walsh. I couldn't do this, honestly, without her. Anyway, have a nice, safe weekend. Eddie's up next with The Drive, and we'll see you Tuesday. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors. The Renault Selection used car event is now on. If you want to save thousands, check out this month's offers, including low APR finance, two years warranty, and roadside assistance. Terms and conditions apply. LMFM Podcasts, brought to you with Carrickmac Cross Credit Union, where a student loan can help you finance your further education. Call to Carrickmac Cross Credit Union, O'Neill Street, or at